Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Imagine a world where health means more than going to the doctor's office. It's why we created a health insurance company that considers so much more. WellPoint. Your whole health is our whole point. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Practicality is there. Unfortunately, the death and, and serious injuries numbers are there. And we, we can't solve it by just talking about it. We all know that auto safety is the number one reason um, the majority of the world buys a vehicle. So safety is not a marketing gimmick. It's a requirement. And whoever continues to advance safety, I think, will get more and more market share. The Vision Zero approach, aiming for zero traffic fatalities, will continue to gain momentum as an overarching goal for road safety. If the community is really after zero fatalities and reducing the increasing of injuries that we're constantly seeing, we have to do more. And so if we're measuring one size, a 50th percentile male in the driver's seat, it minimizes the use of adaptable restraints. And by putting in a female and a male in a driver's seat, it's one step closer. Can new EV brands from the likes of China push the industry to address gender bias? I believe clearly that if a car company comes out and can assure consumers that there's a safety standard that is beneficial to both women and men, that there would be a market-driven push for other car companies to do that. I think we will see China in the next five to ten years take leadership roles in, in introducing safety protocols Uh, to the marketplace, especially as electric vehicles and uh, levels of autonomy vehicle uh, become more of uh, a norm. Efforts are underway to change the status quo from historical reliance on male-centric models to the introduction of female crash test dummies like the Thor 5F and Set 50F. But the journey is ongoing, with regulatory bodies still needing a female dummy in frontal impact tests. 
As electric vehicles reshape the industry and new players from China emerge, the push for gender-inclusive safety gains momentum. The difference in crash test outcomes has real-world impacts for women. In a safety-focused world, the path toward Vision Zero must be an inclusive one. Can I get through there? What? Brigitte Morsch is one of the very few female long-haul truckers in Germany. I'm married to my truck. If I had a partner who told me I should stop driving, I'd say no. I'm not quitting. Get lost. Despite the good money and freedom, hardly any women want to drive long haul. Why is that? Who needs a gym? Morgue on the Swiss border. It's still very early in the morning when Brigitte Morsch starts work. She's a full-time driver at the Boimler Freight Company. Good morning. Good morning. She greets Eddie her truck. It belongs to the company, but only Biggie, as Brigitte likes to be known, is allowed to drive it. She will live, eat, and sleep in the truck's five square meters for the next five days. No problem for the 58-year-old. Brigitte has led this lifestyle for more than 30 years. I just love it. I can't really explain why, but I just feel happy behind the steering wheel. Biggie leaves the yard at 5:30. Truck drivers' working hours are strictly regulated in Germany. More than 10 hours of actual driving time is prohibited. But the entire shift, including preparation, fueling and loading and unloading, is often much longer. The shift is normally 13 hours, but it can be extended to 15 hours. Today it's only a 12-hour shift, because we're only driving. Only 12 hours, but that is still a very long shift. Biggie first has to drive 50 kilometers without a trailer because she has to pick it up from another company. But the access road is blocked. Oh no! Damn! I have to go another way. Yeah. My phone.
home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. This is Election Brief with me, Aisha Ibrahim. For the next half hour, we have updates on the most trending political stories in the country. Election Headquarters is brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Election Headquarters for an informed electorate. Please do stay. As the two political parties, the governing NPP and the opposition NDC, prepare to launch their manifestos, conversations around what should go into that document has intensified. Dr. Baumia this week announced a team to work on his manifesto with former majority leader leading that charge. The NDC's flag bearer, John Mahama, is also in a policy dialogue to generate ideas for the party's manifesto. There have been concerns, however, that manifesto festivals of political parties over the period have often not captured the real problems affecting the people. What then should be the focus of the political parties in preparing this all-important document? I've been joined by former UN advisor on governance and CEO of the Kufo Foundation, Professor Bafor Ajamandria. Grateful for your time, sir. First, Let's look at the critical role this document plays in our politics. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, manifestos, as you know, have been part of our system since the beginning of this uh, republic. Every four years, the parties come to tell us what they plan to do for the coming four years. But, you know, for me... <laughs> From the experience of the past 13 years, it seems to me that these manifestos are really not relevant to the way our governments govern those who get into power. Most of it, the manifestos are just promising people what uh, leaders or their political parties will do when they win power. In power, we normally see things differently, either because they miscalculated uh, the resources available for them to have promised all those tall things that they wanted to do, or maybe their mind changed once they got into power. So the manifestos for me are not critical. What is critical for me, and as they are preparing their manifestos, is to look at the fundamental issues of governance and development in our country. And I'm sure we'll be discussing that as we go on. They don't have to tell people what they want to hear in order to win elections. And that's what they do. Tell all kinds of stories, things that they dream about, which they know cannot be realized. Only because they think that the electorate are vulnerable. They, they, they really, uh, they can take them for a run. And that has been the case over the years. So, in my view, in my humble view, this time around, we are hoping that they will come with solid proposals to reverse the trend in our economy and our political system. If they can promise to do that, then I'm sure we'll be on the way to recovery. About critical issues that they must focus on, what are these 
uh, critical issues they, they must focus on? For the sake of this conversation, I'll pick just two. The first one is what all of us know. The economy of this country has been wobbling for many, many years. Decades, Only because we tend to deal with the superficialities of the government. Look, the fact is that we have an economy that is fully dependent on the global economy. Economy that is fully dependent on handouts from the international financial institutions. Economy whose budget, a nation whose budget is oftentimes subvented by donors. That is not an independent economy. So we have to be serious to think and strategize on how we will reverse this dependency syndrome that uh, we have been involved in and to see how we can reduce, at least for the beginning, to reduce the extent of dependency. So, Professor Bafour Ajimandria is uh, the uh, former UN uh, advisor on governance, is also the CEO of the Kofor Foundation. He has been helping us understand the importance of this document called Manifestos. Of course, there are issues also concerning the fact that political parties actually put in a lot of things uh, to get these manifestos, and then when they come to power, they really don't make reference to the manifestos. When I get him back, he will be telling us more on what should be done as we gear up for the 2024 elections. So we have uh, Professor Ajuman Dria, right? So um, he's we're trying to get Professor Ajuman Dria to come back. Uh, for us to continue this conversation. But it's a very important conversation. As the political parties prepare their manifestos, what do the people want? What are their aspirations? What are their expectations? Uh, this is what com- uh, we are going to be having. Professor uh, Bafa Jumandria, I'm happy you are back. Uh, so you were talking about what issues must really be the focus of these political parties. The focus should be on how we reverse the downside of our economy. How we strategize to avoid borrowing to be the main sustenance of our economy. Fortunately, unfortunately for us, we know that we cannot go to the Eurobond again because we have overborrowed and hit the ceiling. So the parties have the responsibility to tell Ghanaians how they go to fund the project that they propose. Of course, Domestic resource, financial mobilization, taxation, and all, but then also they should know that when you overtax people, you kill local business, and that is happening in the country. So, how they bring this country out of the economic logjam to be number one? And as I say, there are so many. Right, uh, um, that is Professor Jimandria. Uh, we've lost him again. We'll try and bring him back. But right now, let me take you to Alan Tremontaine's uh, tour of markets today. He's been speaking with some market folks. Just signal something that when you are connected spiritually to the ordinary people, you don't need to mobilize them. You can see that. The, the, the impact has been spontaneous and I'm indeed humbled um, and you can also 
get a sense from uh, the remarks that they are making that they want to see a change in Ghana. Yes, we've had our two dominant parties for the last 32 years and it's, it's almost unanimous in terms of what you are hearing from them that it is time for a change and I happen to be the right man at the right time and they are expressing their confidence in me to be able to lead this transformation process so I'm pleased about what is going on so far you fancy your chances of winning the December elections the people are deciding they've, they've already made they've already made it clear that they want to see Alan Martin as the next president. You've heard it yourself. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, that is uh, the leader of the movement for change, Alan Chamatin there. Uh, he's been touring with the various uh, markets and uh, business centers in Accra, and uh, he's currently at the Kadeshi market there, Aisha. The message that this, uh, the uh, leader of the Movement for Change has been giving out to these market folks. Right, so uh, that's Kenneth J.C. speaking with Alan Tremonti. He's a leader for the uh, Movement for Change. He's been telling us uh, the message that Alan Chermantin has been giving to these market folks. He's been around uh, since morning. He's been to the Makala market. He's been to, uh, we're told he's now at the Kaneshi market. Can I just see, will you join us uh, back and tell us more about this uh, market tour of Alan Chermantin? But I'm happy to have Professor Bafwajimandria back on the line. Prof, before the line dropped, you were talking about what should go into the manifestos of the political parties. Yes, I think I started talking about the need to focus on the economy, the economic revival. Correct. Because, as we all know, we're in the worst of times. We cannot go bore anymore. So we have to begin to look inside what domestic initiatives the parties or governments in power should undertake in order to ameliorate this serious situation that we have. And history will tell us that there was a time when this country was able to initiate a, a domestic program called Operation Feed Yourself, which enabled Ghana to completely feed itself for a number of years, at least three, four years. We didn't have to import uh, cocoa, uh, we didn't have to import onions and tomatoes from the Sahelian countries and so many things. I think self-reliance should be the, 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 the pole that I think all these parties should be looking at. Self-reliance, that's important. That will cut down the excessive importation that, of course, tends to eat up our, 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 our few uh, exchange, uh, uh, foreign exchange that we have. The second important point we need to look at is how we structure the internal politics of this country. I've heard that some of these candidates are promising to... Uh, support constitutional review. But if you look at how we have structured our politics, it's also hurting our progress. Why is it that we cannot proceed with full decentralization to enable the districts, to enable politics to be made from the grassroots? Now, everything is centered here in Accra. Community development 
we lost Professor Jumanjia again, but he's making some very important uh, uh, inputs into this. What should really go into our manifestos? Uh, when we get him back, we'll continue. Professor Jumanjia, continue. The nature of the executive uh, power that tends to guide everything that we do in the country can be limited. And I think if we do that, There seems to be a connection problem there, but he's made a very good point. The economy should be key to the political parties putting together their manifestos. Now, the Electoral Commission has admonished political parties to deploy effective party agents to represent them during the December 7 presidential and parliamentary elections. This is to foster transparency in the polls. Ashanti Regional Director of the EC, Benjamin Barnobu, says the Commission is putting in place measures to ensure a transparent electoral process that reflects the desires of voters. Speaking at the launch of an electoral dashboard created by experts from the KNUST, he noted the EC's efforts must be complemented by political parties. Nana Boachi has more. The electoral dashboard created by experts from the KNUST's Faculty of Social Science is a comprehensive and intuitive platform designed to provide real-time insights into electoral data, ensuring transparency and informed decision-making during elections. It combines advanced data visualization techniques, geographical mapping and demographic analysis to offer a holistic view of electoral processes. Ashanti Regional Boss of the Electoral Commission, Benjamin Banobu, appreciated the efforts of the university in helping the commission to conduct a transparent election. This is a very innovative research and it's going to enhance the work of the Electoral Commission to a very high level. You know, election is about information, it's about transparency, it's about fairness. You can do all things, but if you don't showcase it, people will not know what is happening. With this uh, electoral dashboard, it is going to be a one-shop for all information relating to elections. It is going to make our work more transparent. And it's also going to show the level of integrity in our system. Mr. Banobio called on political parties to contribute to the efforts in ensuring a transparent election by deploying effective and efficient agents to various polling stations during the elections. My work for the political parties is that, please, trust the electoral commission and the system. Get actively involved. Engage effective party agents, not just anyone who can talk, effective party agent who knows what he's doing. So that you'll be able to differentiate between 66 and 99. So that you'll be able to stand up for the interests of his party or his candidate. And then let them follow due processes. If they are anything they think is going, they are going on against the rules and regulation. They should draw the attention of the officials there. And it will be explained to him if they check and it is so, the corrective measures will be taken. We are not hiding anything from anybody. What we want to do as a commission, to organize an election in a very free, fair, and incontrovertible manner. 
So that in the end, whoever lost will know that, yes, I did my best, but I lost genuinely. Research lead on the project Gift Dumada says the electoral dashboard will contribute to Ghana's long-standing democratic status. The electoral dashboard that we've developed, uh, it's a service that we really wanted to offer to the Ghanaian uh, public. We felt that by giving information to the Ghanaian public will stimulate uh, participation. And if for our country we have a lot of participation in our electoral process, that will provide transparency and also enhance the legitimacy of our election that we carry out in general. And what we have, the the online electoral dashboard that we've provided is to help with our conversation. And we understand that this is just the beginning. It's a start of a larger conversation. And we are very fortunate that the stakeholders are here to play their parts in terms of providing their inputs to make it better. For Joe News, Nana Kumasi. Thankfully, Professor Bafa Jamandria has joined us back on the Manifesto's Conversation. Prof, you spoke about the economy and you said you were going to talk about just two of the things that the politicians must focus on in this document. The second one relates to how we restructure our policies away from over-centralization to a more decentralized system. As you know, I think we're having a feedback. Am I okay? Yes, go ahead, Puff. So, we need to restructure the system to ensure that democracy begins at the grassroots, not what we have, which is democracy, top down. Everybody looks at the national level for anything that this country needs. As a result, when you leave Accra to go to other places of this country, you don't see any activity in terms of development because everybody is waiting for government to provide. An excellent example is the recent story of the majority leader in parliament who announced to the country that his main reason for not going back to parliament from test was because his constituency have come back to him to say that if he doesn't come to the constituency to bring the toilet that he built for them some years ago, they are not going to get it. That is a very profound statement that he shows, indicating that... Be warned that once you pick up a refreshingly cold drink from McDonald's and people see just how refreshingly cold that drink from McDonald's is, you may create drink envy because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. For a morning brew that really creates a stir, get any size iced coffee, including caramel and French vanilla, for just 99 cents before 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Secondly, 
What will influence me to vote is because of what His Excellency Dr. Mahmoud Baumia have bring to power. He being on power as a vice president have done a lot for Ghanaians. I would say digitalization for example. In the olden days when the NDC people were on power, there were a lot of corruptions going on. But Dr. Mahmoud Baumia being on power, bringing digitalization have helped reduce the um, corruption in Ghana. I think Ghanaians should vote, go and vote to get Dr. Mahmoud Baumia to come and lead Ghana again because the man is very incredible for Ghanaians. We can't lose him. Those are some voices of electorates who will be casting their votes December 7. I have some few minutes left. Uh, Professor Jumandria is back. Let me uh, briefly wrap up with you, Prof. So there are concerns that these manifestos normally, which is supposed to be a guide to the political parties, they come to power and they do not make reference to it. Why then do we even need a manifesto in the first place? Excellent question that you pose. What do we need the manifestos for? The parties spend a lot of energy resources to put them together. At times they are in hundreds of pages. Yet we don't see any relationship between these manifestos and their governance. Look, what seems very clear to me is that the political parties are very good at organizing and winning elections. That they are very poor are governing the country. Because what we have experienced over the past 30 years 
is that they win power and they ignore the promises that they make because of certain realities that they, they come face to face with and then turn around and do almost nothing as to what the people have expected from them. Unfortunately, I've run out of time, but that's the point you made. What's the need for a manifesto? I think this is a conversation we'll be having going forward. Thank you so much, Professor Jumandria, for joining us. This is your election brief on Joy News, election headquarters for uninformed electorates. beautiful people welcome once again to home tips with mira home tips with mira is all about home tips diys and home remedies so in today's episode i am doing something very basic something very simple and that is frying eggs yes but i'm adding a certain kind of herb to the vegetables that i'll add to the egg and that herb is so common in fact it grows by itself it's in our gardens you know at times when you're walking you see it's in cracked pavement but it is highly edible so before we do that let's step out and then we will see what kind of herb it is The leaves I'm referring to is parsley. I believe you have seen this before. In fact, it is not weed, it is a herb. And it is so high and so rich in omega-3 fatty acids. Something that can be also found in fish oils like um, salmon. When you eat salmon, you get omega-3 fatty acids and sardine. And it is so rich in Purslane. So when you see purslane in your garden or uh, in your house, maybe it is coming through some cracked pavement, please don't approach it as weed and throw it away. In fact, it has a lot of uses, both medicinal and for human consumption. So now let's look at how purslane looks like. The stem is a bit fleshy and it is pink, you know, a little reddish and the leaves are also fleshy and it has seeds the seeds are so small and they are so black so i'm just going to cut some purslane and i'm going to add it to other vegetables and i'll use it for my egg purslane contains a compound which is called oxalate and it is so high in it so it's not so advisable to consume it raw you can just steam it or boil it and it reduces that one a bit just like you know how you would consume other uh, leafy vegetables like ademe like um, spinach like uh, contumri you know you just need to boil them up a bit in order to consume them so it is the same way with pestling so i'm cutting mine and i'm going to use it for my egg after harvesting your pestling cut off the smaller stems and soak it in salt solution for about five minutes this is to kill off any pathogens or living organisms on the pestling 
whilst you are doing that, then you can set to chop your vegetables. But for me, the vegetables that I'm going to add to my egg, I have red bell pepper, I have garlic, I have onion, and then salt to taste, and then I have a bit of cayenne pepper just to add some hotness to it. That is how I like it. And of course, I'm using my usual and regular coconut oil to do the frying. I've chopped all my veggies, including the purslane, and this is the raw purslane. You know, some people eat this raw, but it is not so advisable, like I said earlier, to eat it raw because it contains something called oxalate and eating it too much can you know result in you having kidney stones according to research so we don't want to have any kidney stones in our body so we have to subject it to heat a bit but let me just share with you um, how it tastes like in its raw form okay it is crunchy and um, it, it's a bit slimy and uh, it, it tastes a bit similar to spinach. Yes, it, it, it's similar to spinach. So in frying my egg, I'm just going to put my oil in the pan and then add my chopped garlic just to, you know, whip up the flavor because I love the garlic flavor. And then I'll put in 